Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the story screen podcast where we, you guessed it, oh you didn't know? Oh, we see movies and then we bring our freshest, newest opinions to you, the listener. That's who you are. You listen to us and we tell you things. Uh, you know, it's weird times. We're still seeing newish movies or as new as we can get it. Our opinions are still fresh and they're still hot fire. So my name's Robbie. Uh, I'm, I'm your hostess with the mostest. Uh, before we get going, I just want to let you guys know we're not the only podcast you, you could listen to. This is the first time you listen to a story screen podcast. You probably know that we like movies here. We show movies at our movie theater, at our drive-in. We have a website where we talk about movies and have articles, reviews, podcasts, and even a members-only service where you can get exclusive content. So, you know, wherever you listen to this, smash a like button. Smash, if you're eating on a plate, smash a plate. Smash your table. Smash a pumpkin. Um, yeah, I'm Robbie. I'm joined by uh, Bernadette. Hey, how are you? Bernadette Gorman-White. Hey. Yeah, how you doing? You good? Good. good. I'm good. And uh, I'm also joined by the, <laughs> the White Knight of Movies, Mike Burge. Hello. How you guys doing today? Oh, there's a little bit of siren going on over there. Ooh, is it me? I think it's you guys. I think it's Burn. It's me. It is Burn. It's me. Cornwall is a sireny town. Mm-hmm. Lots of sirens lately. Her opinions are too hot. Like to yeah, Cornwall. <laughs> They're coming to arrest me. Cornwall likes to be loud and make a fuss, much like uh, something that we're about to talk about. It is those <laughs> things. Uh, yeah, we're talking about a movie that uh, takes place in Massachusetts in society. Um, it's, oh my uh, <laughs> gosh! About a character <gasps> who's rejected by that society. Um, we're of course talking about Hubie Halloween, the new Adam Sandler movie that's just um is a is a both a delight and a nightmare. Um yeah, we're talking about that new Adam Sandler movie. Why this movie out of all movies um that have ever come out? Uh I don't know. I think we were all working together and we decided this would make for good content and uh, I still think that. But what do you what are, what's uh Bernadette? What's your what's your hot take on Hubie <coughs> Halloween, the Adam Sandler joint. Um, I watched it last Friday, so it's a bit of a lukewarm take for me. I did not rewatch it this morning. I don't blame you. Slept in. (laughs) (laughs) But I wanted to, but the sleep was just too good. Um, so I watched it about, like, a week ago. Yeah. And, um, I watched it after a weird evening at the drive-in. And so I needed something just, like, goofy and silly. Um, and that's exactly what it was for me. I, I really like Hubie Halloween. Um, I think it's very dumb, but I laughed a lot because there are a lot of like really weird choices that they make, even weird for like Adam Sandler movies, I think. Mm -hmm. But it also has all of those like touchstones that you need in an Adam Sandler movie to kind of like remind you like, oh yeah, this is your buddy. You've been with him for decades. True. So I felt like I was in very capable hands as I was watching the movie, and it has a bunch of people that I really love. You definitely, so. you, you kind of know what you're getting into. Like you're you're signing up for this, right? You're getting you're getting what you signed up for. Uh, Burge, what do you what do you think of Hubie Halloween? Um, did it bring you no joy? It doesn't seem like it. Oh no, I'm <laughs> so. I watched this movie. I I did the freshest of hot takes. I literally just finished watching it. Because uh, I was gonna, okay. I was gonna watch it last night, uh, but after a very uh, hashtag a weird odd day. night at the drive-in, because <laughs> uh, Story Screen <laughs> is operating a temporary pop-up drive-in that is um, a victim to weather, 
and uh, it was a relatively windy night, and I was pretty stressed out over stuff that I can't control, and I'm a control freak, so I was about to pop like a zit. Um, <laughs> uh, so I got home last night, and I really just wanted to like fall into like Vine and TikTok YouTubes and just uh, eat like about a pound of meatloaf and just pass out, and I did exactly that. Uh, so then I woke up this morning, made myself a cup of coffee, sat down, enjoyed Hubie Halloween. Um, you know, I don't really like Adam Sandler anymore. Um, and it's, I just, the movie's not bad. It's, it's heartwarming. It made me laugh at certain points, but there's definitely like a conversation to be had about what's going on with Adam Sandler lately. And I don't think it's like a, it's not like a new fresh take to be like Adam Sandler kind of seems like he's up to some weird stuff lately. I haven't seen any of these Netflix movies that he's done. Me so I am not a um I I am not an academic on this. Uh but Hoobie Halloween is the type of movie that I typically would stray away from watching. Uh I've said in the past like when I see trailers for new movies I I think I can tell what movies kind of align with my different tastes that I might have. So I very rarely watch a movie that I'm not even just remotely interested in the idea of it. Because if it seems like something I won't be into, I'm like, well, I have plenty of other movies that I want to kind of uh, fill that space of my time with. Um, so when I watch something like Hoobie Halloween, I'm really kind of stepping outside of my comfort zone. And in, that in and of itself can be kind of fun and a little a little thrilling even if the movie itself isn't really garnering that type of adventure that I'm having for myself for like an hour and a half uh but I think like the most interesting thing about it is like I haven't watched an Adam Sandler movie in years I don't have the same affinity for the Adam Sandler movies of yesteryear uh I love them like even something like like his like later stuff like Little Nicky and Mr. Deeds like I'm like yeah sure I I grew up with those but it's, uh, these movies are fucking dumb. Um, <laughs> all of them have always been dumb. Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison are very dumb movies, but like they're fun. And I think that there's like an energy to it that can only be grabbed by like, you know, a 20, 30 something Adam Sandler. And now that we're getting into like his kind of later years, it seems like who's writing these jokes I don't I didn't find the movie overly funny. There's just like little bits because you packed it with funny people and they're going to make you laugh. Like Tim Meadows is just like a riot. Maya Rudolph is a riot. Kevin James, who is someone that I don't think I like any of his movies. I find Kevin James very funny. It's very ironic that I don't find any of his movies very funny, but I think Kevin James seems like a pretty funny guy and he's a lot of fun in this and it's the same with Sandler. So watching this movie was more so like big surprise me thinking not just about the movie but really what is this type of movie and do they make a lot of these these days cuz I don't really cuz they're not really on my radar. Well, you're kind of breaking into a conversation in in this first half of the podcast that I that I did want to have and it's kind of, you know, uh traditionally hot takes we save the spoilers for the second half and we will be doing that here because how dare we spoil you'll be halloween for you the listener but the things i kind of want to talk about like the broad strokes you know even just outside of you be halloween is just adam sandler 
his career, but also that he'll be Halloween's like kind of a part of this like dark promise he made after he didn't get the Oscar nomination that he was like, I'm going to make the worst movie ever. It, it, and that has been rebuttaled as an urban legend. It, it, it is an it, urban legend. It, yes. Yeah, it, it, it's, uh, it, it looked like it. And this is in no way, this is in no way the worst movie Adam Sandler has ever made. This is, no. Oh, no. this is, again, I haven't seen any of like, you know, the seven deadly sins that he's released on Netflix so far, but um, <laughs> I'm sure that you could write a think piece on like how each of the movies that he's made for Netflix stands for one of the seven deadly sins. There's many, a, there's many a think piece. I was going to say, because I, I was in Massachusetts when they were filming this movie last year. Um, so uh-huh. I was just like, I was like, oh, so did he have this evil promise in the chamber? <laughs> or, but now I know it has been uh, debunked. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he had like a six picture deal with Netflix, and this was the sixth one. And then it got extended by four more pictures because these are so successful are. for Netflix. We, we watch them for for irony's sake. Um, <laughs> Burn, what's your like kind of relationship with? Uh, the Happy Madison Productions or, or Adam Sandler in general. Like, what's your what's your journey with this guy? Well, actually, it's strangely enough, I haven't seen um, The Waterboy. I haven't seen Waterboy either. And I haven't seen Happy Gilmore. Oh, well. So those are like <laughs> the two big ones from his youth that I haven't seen. But I think I've seen the rest of them. Yeah. Um, I'm not wild about all of them, but I really dig The Wedding Singer. And I really love Fifty First Dates. I like those collabs. I never saw Blended uh, with Drew Barrymore, but I like those a lot. And then um, I also really love Little Nicky and Mr. Deeds. And those were movies that just like played constantly on a loop in my house. Yeah. And actually, I think I used to be a lot more uptight when I was younger. And like when I was high school, I was like very serious for the most part. Um, and I feel like as I've gotten older... It's gotten easier for me to just be like, yeah, these movies are stupid, but like they're really funny. So I think like this like hit me at a good time where it's like quarantine, still kind of, weird nights at the drive-in. It was just like a perfect like storm for me to really enjoy this movie. But I used to watch him a lot on SNL too. And so I've been following Adam Sandler since he was like a baby. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Burge, what's kind of your relationship with Adam Sandler as well? You kind of mentioned it before that you're... You know, familiar with his filmography, but I'm curious kind of what like a young Burge growing up with some of these movies that we also grew up with kind of what the, what the arc of that is like. Uh, I, I, Adam Sandler, SNL. Yeah. And uh, a, a lot of his um, I'm a little I'm just a little bit older than you guys. So I don't <laughs> know if these things were uh, of interest or like of like even like in like kind of your cultural stratosphere of, uh, you know, the CDs that he's made. Yeah, they're all they're amazing. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, because I I yeah. never know because I I feel like they were around for two years when I think I was at just the right age, and then they blipped out. But I don't yeah. know if like future generations are like I had to have older friends show them to show, me. right. So That's it, what yeah, I figured, so it but is they, they still find older, their way yeah. in, and those yes. are great and hilarious. Like they're all gonna laugh at you as one of the best comedy albums ever made. Um ever made. Uh, Adam Sandler is a very funny guy. He's a very talented guy. I would say that my my uh, affinity for Adam Sandler usually does stray away from um, the overt comedy stuff. And this is going to sound like such a pretentious thing to say, but I'm going to stick by it because I'll, I feel I'll put my monocle on. Yeah, please do. <laughs> um, 
twirl my mustache while I say this. Uh, the like the wedding singer and Punch Drunk Love, obviously something like Uncut Gems. These are movies performances that are rooted in comedy. Even Uncut Gems, his performance is very much rooted in a kind of caricature that he would play back in the 90s. And that's what gives these movies their energy. Even The Wedding Singer, which is much more a comedy than the other two, um, I would say is, you know, the thing that I like the most about The Wedding Singer is I think it's the best execution of Adam Sandler's kind of underdog, heartfelt characterizations that he likes to present in movies Waterboy. It's kind of ironic that neither of you have seen Waterboy because that is the movie that shares the most similarities with uh, Hubie Halloween. Uh, from me thinking back again, I haven't seen any of Sandler's movies in the past like ten or fifteen years. Yeah, but they essentially read to me as you know, Adam Sandler is you know uh, hashtag normal dude, and some extraordinary stuff happens to him, uh, whether it be uh, realistic or supernatural or anything like that, and then. They kind of just do some jokes and he's got a, um, a a beautiful actress of note playing his wife or love interest and he gets all of his friends in there and that's what they do. Uh, Hoobie Halloween is kind of just, uh, it seems like a little bit more of like a return to form, almost a little bit. Uh, again, I have not seen these movies that I'm comparing it to. I'm just going off of... Well, he but, has a few forms, right? Yes. Like, this is a refer. This is like a, a return to one of the forms. Yeah. Because you know, and not to like cut you off, um, but like you know, my my two favorite uh, Adam Sandler, or I don't want to say two favorite, but the ones in my house that I grew up watching. I had a portable DVD player, and I had the Happy. Uh, is it Happy Madison or? It had yeah, it was a Happy Madison like collection. So it was Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. It was like a DVD set of that, and uh, I think those are like two of the sides of his like kind of comedy where you know like billy madison it's like he's i'm not sure what his uh what's wrong with him in that man man child man child man man child that's that's sandler's like go rich yeah right and then um but then in in billy madison he's like he's like a normal dude with an anger problem right so he's either being like kind of grounded or playing you know insane person like Mm -hmm. He's either being the, the kind of the straight man or or the not straight man in in the scene, um, and I love those movies. And those movies I have like kind of the most like fond memories of. Even though I feel like if I went back to watch them, I don't know how I would feel about the movies. I do like saying Quacktastic whenever yeah. I can. But. I watched uh, Happy Gilmore not too long ago, and they're they're still great movies. Happy mm-hmm. Gilmore and Billy Madison, that one two punch is like those are solid movies. And you're yeah. right, like they really do kind of like. Uh, exemplify specifically the the different bits that he's very good at. He's very good at that kind of uh, like Chris Farley esque manic like kind of like aggro kind of almost like a lot like John Belushi too on SNL. Um, and then he's also got like his kind of man child thing where and he, all of his movies really seem to be one or the other of that until he starts getting a little bit older and doing his Seven Deadly Sins movies with Netflix. Uh, that is a good. That is a good title for those yeah. movies. Uh, what? Who do you guys think those movies are for? Like, who are the audiences that are coming out to watch those? And like, like, it's the people who are just like Family Guy's my favorite TV show. They're everybody. I'm it's, gonna check out this. They're like, they're the four quadrants. Uh, they're the Marvel movies of like comedies. Like, they're just yeah. Everyone knows who Adam Sandler is. Most people know who ever like the secondary love interest 
character is. They know like Jennifer Aniston, Drew Barrymore. It's a very usually they're kind of um, middle concepts, you know, where they're just like a couple that's going through problems uh, gets involved in a murder mystery, but they actually think they're in a murder mystery play or, you know, that's the weird thing about Hoobie Halloween is I don't know how this was pitched. I don't know why it's called Hoobie Halloween. Is it a Hoobie Halloween? His last no. name's not Halloween. And he doesn't really seem to enjoy Halloween that much. But that's maybe getting... I think he doesn't like it. That's yeah, getting this more spoiler, into This is stuff. spoiler yeah, territory. Just, Again, yeah. we're not spoiling no, UB. No, no, no. Uh, Burn, do you echo that kind of same sentiment of like these, of these viewers of these movies? Um, the one that I just said? Oh, wait, you're asking Burn. I thought you were asking yeah. me. Like, I was <laughs> like, I just said that. Sorry, I wasn't listening to anything you say. Could you repeat? Um, Bird, what do you what do you think? Uh yeah. I I've like kind of had like fleeting moments of like, oh yeah, that new Adam Sandler thing dropped on Netflix. Maybe I should watch that. And yeah. obviously I never really get around to it. Um one of his movies that he recently did, The Wrong Missy, that was one of like the Happy Madison movies. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't in it. Oh. Um but like a lot of the the typical cast members you would see in an Adam Sandler movie are in it. People that have worked with him were involved in writing it slash directing it. Um, but I hated that movie. That movie was bad for <laughs> a lot of reasons. Yeah. But um, what I do like about these new Netflix movies that he's directing or that he's in charge of is that it seems like it's a good jumping off point for a lot of like unknown comedians or people who are lesser known, I should say. Mm -hmm. And especially a lot of like female comedians, which I think is great. So I'm hoping that that continues that trend. But to answer your question about who these are for, I don't know. People, (laughs) I would imagine in their early 20s who have a Netflix account. Who like, are they for kids? I don't know. Like, yeah, because like we're talking about like you know Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, like you know those are they're like R-rated movies. I'd imagine they have they have some crass humor in them, but we all remember them as like kids. The movies yes. where it's like I maybe shouldn't be watching this, but I'm going to watch it. But those movies are like for kids. I think Hubie Halloween, I think is like for kids, but it still has like sex jokes in it. And I like think you're right. I don't think there's a lot of movies that like kind of toe that line all the time. Like like Step Brothers, like. I'm not sure how much that is for kids. I think that is more for adults, but kids like get in there and watch it, you know, has a huge like kid audience or something like, like hot rod. Like, I don't remember having like too, too many like really crass jokes. Like I do think that's more for like teens, but like, uh, Adam Sandler movies or the Adam Sandler comedies, they kind of have like this, like, like these are R rated movies with an open door, you know, it's just like, well, if you can get it, you know, the kids are going to watch it and they're probably going to like it more than adults, but this is like a adult branded film um i would say adam sandler movies are for men my age (laughs) that you know when his stuff was coming out in the mid 90s mid and late 90s like when he had his big run were like you know just like you said like like uh we were like 10 to 14 years old and it was like we're watching these R-rated movies and we're maybe not getting all of the jokes, but it feels funny and sneaky. All your friends watch it. It's very quotable. You know, it's stuff that 
Adam Sandler was a guy that really benefited from like the heyday of um of uh, like uh illegal cable boxes where you know every family in America could pretty much get HBO and Showtime uh illegally by like just getting one of those hacked cable boxes and they would just be showing Mr. Deeds and Big Daddy and Little Nicky all the time and he was a guy that got a lot of money and a, and a lot of um a lot of opportunities uh due to his success in like these kind of very again like very uh four quadranty movies where he's just very much like it's him doing a funny voice there's a bunch of good one-liners in the trailer uh it's got all these different people in it that are also SNL alums or have been in other Adam Sandler movies. He really starts doing the Happy Madison thing in like the aughts and then going into like the 2010s um, and really kind of getting like this new crew of people that have always kind of been there on the on like on the fringes of the other movies, but now start playing, you know, like Grandma's Boy was like a really big one because it was like a Happy Madison, one of the first Happy Madison productions that did not have Adam Sandler in it. He was just on as a producer and getting all of his friends and calling it a bunch of favors to try and make this movie big. Grandma's Boy is like a really fun movie. Uh, It's insanely crass and um, very uh, offensive, but like that's kind of what it's going for. And that was I, more in like the basketball, yeah, um, yeah, like family, and, and yeah. I feel like that's something that Adam Sandler's like movies <laughs> nowadays are kind of missing is they don't really have that crassness, and when they try to go for it, it just when they try to go for something crass like piss jokes or poop jokes or anything, it really just kind of comes across as more sophomoric. Because you're like, dude, you guys are not in your 20s and 30s anymore. It's not ironic that you find this stuff funny anymore. It's actually almost coming across as a little sad. I'm not going to be mean and say you can't make poop and pee jokes and make like goofy voices and get paid millions of dollars to be able to make this thing that I just watched. Um, But it is – there is something about it I think that is is, um, unavoidable that as all these people get older – um, the same tools are not going to do the same jobs that they used to do. And yeah. I think that it takes a certain level of uh, looking inward and ma- and seeing what you want to do. And the unfortunate thing is, is that most of these people, including Adam Sandler, who just was in one of the best movies of last year, they do not really get a lot of opportunities in their age now to be able to um, – branch out and make things you know rob schneider is not being offered roles to dramatically redefine his career you know um and we'll talk a little bit more about the specific people that are like in the in this movie later but i think that that was like the most interesting thing while i was watching it is just looking at these guys that i grew up with and like the last movie that i saw them in that i was actually like that was actually a really good movie where these guys were all together like a Happy Madison production. And I can't remember when the last one was, but I still like them. And that's a weird phenomenon to me. That it's Adam Sandler can still pull people in with his Netflix Halloween movie, even though he's just been the butt of so many jokes for so long, un- uncut gems excluded from last year. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, you know, maybe what the like appeal is, is that it's almost like room-esque where it's like, it's so bad I need to see it. And that was like, I mean, that was my drive for seeing Hubie Halloween. I'm like, I know this movie is going to be pure shit. I I really want to see what shape the poop is in. Yeah, you you Does stare at a car crash when you pass by. Yeah, yeah, and like, and and uh, you know, 
I re- I recommend watching this movie. I think it's I think it's very stupid and fun. I think you should get friends together and have some drinks and watch this movie. I think that's the way to do it. Uh, I got pretty drunk when I watched it, and uh, it actually decreased how much I liked it, which I don't know. It started off I started off being like this movie's kind of okay, and then I was like, no, nah, I don't know about this. But um, yeah, and you know, I think the the last the last like note before getting into spoilers is just um, did anyone experience kind of like pure whiplash from just like having uncut gems being the last Adam Sandler thing in your brain and then seeing this movie. Cause like I did have a moment being like, <sighs> well, I guess he's, he's back to doing this now. Cause like uncut gems is my favorite movie from last year. And you know, I don't know if this is a bummer or just the natural order of things, but that's how I was feeling. No, I mean, I love uncut gems. I love uh, punch drunk love and rain mm-hmm. on me. Is it rain on me or rain over me? Anyway, <laughs> no answer. <laughs> it's, it's, I was gonna say I don't know. Burge looked like he he might have known. Uh, you know. <laughs> anyway, I, I love his serious turns. Um, I think that those are very mm-hmm. good. But this just kind of feels like more of like Sandler and his natural element. So for me, it yeah. wasn't so much whiplash. It was just like, oh yeah, he can do both. Get you a man who can do both. Get you a man who can yeah. do both. That's true. What about you, Burge? Did you have whiplash or were you just kind of like, yeah, this is what it is? No, yeah, that, that's the interesting, that's what I was mentioning before is uh, mm-hmm. I don't find, I, I don't really find any difference in the, um, what Sandler is doing in something like Uncut Gems and Hoobie Halloween. It's just a different gear. He's 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 just playing it a little bit more subtle and straight in Uncut Gems, and in this one he's just going out there. It's the exact same kind of characterizations. It's a funny voice. It's making funny faces. It's walking around funny. It's getting angry. Um, getting like over like overreacting to things. It's Sandler's mo. That's what Punch Drunk Love is as well. That's what Wedding Singer is. And again, these are like some of my favorite performances of his because I think that they're ones that. There's still a, an elegance. There's still like a, like a hint of comedy to it, but he's doing it in such an elegant way that actually impresses you. And I think that's the yeah. most impressive thing about Uncut Gems is that I think if they got somebody who wasn't a comedic actor, that a lot of that movie wouldn't work because the thing that makes that movie even just slightly bearable to watch due to all of the tension and how much they just keep racketing it up and tensing it up is the fact that you are aware that you are watching Adam Sandler do this. And so there's a subconscious thing, whether you're aware of it or not, that you're like, I'm watching the water boy do this right now. And it kind of makes you feel a little bit safer because Adam Sandler is an A-list American sweetheart movie star. It's an amazing choice to cast him and he pulls it off absolutely amazing. But I think that and I don't want to degrade what he does in Uncut Gems. What he does in Uncut Gems is insane. It is it is a breathtaking performance in a breathtaking movie that I don't think either one of those things would have worked without the other. I don't think Uncut Gems would have worked as successfully without Adam Sandler. And I think a performance that Adam Sandler is doing in Uncut Gems would not have worked in a movie that didn't have the stylisms and the tense, like the, the, the tense uh, kind of motifs that um that uncut gems has i think that they would both still be good separate but together they're great and i think in hoobie halloween he's just you know kind of like a little bit what burn is saying like a little return to a return to like you know what he does but i think that that there's there's sections of what he's doing in all of these movies 
that are in Punch Drunk Love and Uncut Gems, which is why he's so interesting as an actor like that. You know, the fact that P.T. Anderson is like, I would work with Adam Sandler again in a hot second because he's like one of my favorite actors to work with, even though they really only worked on one movie together. Um, Mm -hmm. And P.T. Anderson notably was like more of a comedy driven director uh, in the early stages with things like, you know, Boogie Nights, even Magnolia is very much uh, is very funny. Um, And it's it's he's. Adam Sandler can do a lot of very good things because he's a very talented actor. I just think that he likes to have fun while making his movies um, more often than he likes to really kind of dive in and kind of produce something that that he can be proud of on a bigger level. I think he's proud of all of his movies. Uh, I, I think he's very proud of Uncut Gems. I'd say he's more proud of Uncut Gems than he is of Hoobie Halloween, but that's, I don't Who's know to say? Who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> a thing like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that's the interesting thing is like there are elements. And so seeing him go from this, from go from Uncut Gems to this, that was kind of my takeaway on that was, oh, it's it's more of the same. He's just kind of, he's like dialing the volume up, you know, and like kind yeah. of changing gears and like messing with the treble and bass, but it's still like the same system. It's still the same it's doing the same stuff he's just kind of heightening them for the type of genre and the type of movie he's making i vibe with that well yeah i want you know uh we're gonna take a break and break into spoilies but i wanted to you know kind of spend the majority of the podcast because i'm not sure how much we really have to say about hubie halloween but we'll find out um just kind of talking about adam sandler's career and our relationship to him because i know probably we've had a few podcasts that we've done that maybe has you know broached the topic a little bit but i feel like you know with a new adam sandler movie and and good hangs i just wanted to see how we all felt about america's sweetheart America's teen heart throbbing sweetheart. <laughs> uh, before we break into spoilers, I recommend seeing this movie. Do you guys recommend seeing this movie? Yeah, totally. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Hell yeah. Watch right. it. It's fun. Come on. Fuck it. Fuck what it. Are you, <laughs> why not? What else are you doing? What else are you be, doing? Be, you a part be, of the, be a part of the conversation. Be a part That's of true. the conversation. Watch Who Be you Halloween. Can't, you can't hate Who Be Halloween unless you see Who Be Halloween. You can't hate San Francisco unless you love it. <laughs> you can't you can't hate Hoobie unless you love Hoobie. All right, we'll be right back to talk about spoilies for uh the best movie of 2020. We'll be right back. And we're back with spoilies for Hoobie Halloween. Talking about all the weird shit in this movie. Um so yeah, uh, I think the way this movie was pitched was it's going to be another one of these and it's going to make a lot of money. And Netflix is just like, we love that. Um, what is uh, some standout moments with you guys for, uh, for, young, for Young Hoobs, the movie? Just a lot of like really tiny little things that I thought were just really mm-hmm. great. Um, there's this one scene where Hubie is... He runs across the street to talk to the cop, played by Kevin James, and he rolls down his window, and they're talking, and they're having a conversation, and then Kevin James's character rolls the window up a little bit more, and then Hubie's talking just, like, through the window, and all you see is his mouth. Oh, and I thought that was, like, so <laughs> weird. 
and random. And he's never done anything like that, I don't think, in any of his other movies. I was like, that was a weird choice, and I'm very aware. And I'm, like, super paying attention now. So that part was really funny for me. I'm glad to hear that you also liked it and remembered that part. Uh, yeah, because it is really, I, th- I just think it's really funny, like, to have, it reminds me of, like, uh, like old episodes of Spongebob, when, like, you'd have a character talking, and then they do, like, the hyper-realistic, like, close-up <laughs> still of, like, what it actually is, and it's a fucking nightmare. And uh, that's how I feel about really close to Adam Sandler's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> it's just, it's like, oh my god, that's his, like, entire face. Um, similar to the scene where he uh, makes out, he video call makes out with um, that lady. <laughs> Uh, Burge, what are <laughs> do you have any standout moments or things that you really liked about the movie? I like all the connections to the Happy Madison universe. That's fun, you know. O'Doyle like, rules. Uh, O'Doyle, uh, you know Ben Stiller as the nurse from Happy Gilmore at the beginning. I like that Julie Bowen um, <clears throat> plays uh, like Viola Valentine, Violet Valentine, and Violet Valentine, and she she played um, the love interest in Happy Gilmore. And her name was also VV. Oh, that's funny. And the oh, the, the love interest good. in Billy Madison is also Vicky Valancourt. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of ongoing jokes like that. Um, my favorite part of this movie is the snack that is Steve Buscemi. What the fuck is going on with Steve Buscemi's body right now? He looks he looks younger. Younger. Yeah. What, what is happened? Go- he looks what like the fuck's a going fucking on? treat. He thinks he's a werewolf. <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> he thinks he's a we- that, that. I mean, that is true. <laughs> I would railroad Steve Buscemi in this movie so hard Damn. that I would get in trouble. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. My parents would be ashamed of me if word ever got out of what me and Steve Buscemi did to each other. He looks amazing. He's on fire in this. Steve Buscemi is a guy that just shows up, clocks in, and does the work every time. But I was really just shocked at, like, the guns on this guy, how he moves around, even when, obviously, they use, like, doubles and certain, like, stunts and stuff like that. But it's like, dude, I was watching you on Boardwalk Empire, like, ten years ago, and you were an old man. What is going on right now? I saw him in Death of Stalin Mm -hmm. last year. Yeah. And he's fucking old. Like, I mean, and like, and there's not like to say he's like and stuff young and I get in it, this but one. I'm like, yeah, but Steve Buscemi had like let's break this down. Like Fargo was like what ninety six, and he mm. had to be at the very least. At the very least, Steve Buscemi had to be thirty years yes, old in correct. that movie. He's probably Minimum. much older than that. But let's go with thirty. That means twenty five years ago. He was 30. He's 55 years old now. And that's being nice. He's probably more like in his I'm 60s. A, I'm, I'm looking Look it up, up right now. He looks yeah. like an absolute fucking cheese plate that I so would was, take every little piece in, and uh, spread over a cracker and just fucking nom on that shit. I am, I I am you, losing I my like mind crackers. over how I know hot you like he is. Crackers. Uh, he was born in 57. Okay. So He'll he's, be 63 um, this year. Well, my mom. My mom was born in 59, so it's two years older than my mom. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, he... So how old was he again? You said 57? 63. Or... 63. 63. 63. Yeah. 
Yeah, he looks great. I mean, I think the thing is because, like, you know, not to say he looks bad or, or to shame him or objectify him, but, like, he looked older in movies from a little bit longer ago. And that's just the way it was. Yeah, he is looking good in this movie. And uh, I think, you know, the, the things about this movie that really kept me in my seat uh, we're just like all the cameos and kind of being like, who's uh, who's going to pop up next? You know, uh, when you get to see Shaq at the end of the movie or towards the end of the movie, I was just like, you're here. Yeah, Shaq. you're you're shouting you out here? Shaq. I loved the Shaq reveal. Mm-hmm. But then there's a, the young yeah. actress who played his wife, Betsy Sidaro. She's kind of like a comedian mm-hmm. on the rise. She's an actress. She's a voice actress. Okay. Her actual voice is hilarious. Um, she's great. So, if okay, listeners, if you liked Shaq's wife in Hubie Halloween, check her out. Her name's Betsy Starro. <laughs> she's hilarious. <laughs> I like the um, line at the end too. It's like, oh yeah, we're gonna lady in the tramp this shit. Yeah, yeah and they just slam that sandwich. <laughs> you imagine sitting on Shaq's lap and feeling like an actual? Oh child my gosh! <laughs> again, you would just feel you just be because we're all we're all small. All three of us were pretty tiny people, and we would just be like little babies on his big shack lap. <laughs> his giant shack lap. Shack noted big boy. Copyright big. that. Shack um, lap. You got something there. <laughs> he's got some. Uh, yeah, I'd sell it. Um, one of the things I don't really like about this movie, and I think it's one of like Adam Sandler's... There's a lot of things I don't like about this movie, but one of the things that really stand out, and I think it's like beyond kind of the conversation of talking about like the things in this movie that don't work. Cause obviously this movie is trying to be kind of bad um, is something he's done for a while. We kind of talked about it in the earlier part of the podcast and it's just something that's kind of been bugging me. It's just like him doing this kind of like he's doing a funny voice, right? But he's playing this character that could potentially be like, I don't, I don't know how much thought is put into it. I'm not really sure what's going on, but it's like evoking like, things of like potentially like uh differently abled people and i'm not really sure if like that's on purpose i'm not really sure bird you're giving me a look i can tell um he's silly he's being silly i guess but like i I don't know it's i think it's evoking certain things now and in like you know this you know in in an age where you know we all try to be a little bit more sensitive things i'm not saying this movie is even remotely trying to make sensitivity a part of its kind of like wheelhouse but it's just something, like, as an adult, I'm a little bit more, like, aware of. And, like, yeah, can you just chalk it up to being silly? Of course. Like, I'm not here to fucking cancel Adam Sandler, all right? I'm just saying, like, it's something in the back of my head when I'm watching it. I was wondering if you guys kind of felt the same or if that was, like, kind of in there at all because I just think it's a little weird. Oh, I, I agree know. with you. I think it did take me a good, like, five, ten minutes at the beginning of the film. because so I was like, oh, what are they going to tell us about this character? Because I totally agree yeah. with you. I was like, oh... Is this supposed to be part of the joke? If so, that's not funny at all. And then the further yeah. you get into the movie, it's like, oh, they're telling you that he's just a guy. So he's just a weirdo. I'm going yeah. to take that at face value and just enjoy the movie. If they're telling me he's a guy, I'm just going to assume he's just a guy. A guy. Yeah, I think that. So yeah, and I, and I yeah, I agree, and I think that's the thing. Like, it's not necessarily. Like, me trying to be like, they're making fun of these types of people. Because, like, I think that's even more offensive to say. Because <laughs> then it's, like, implying that, like, that's what I think they act like. And that's not true. But I do think it's just, like, kind of, like, a weird thing where you're doing these, like, funny voices. And you're playing these, like, you know, like, characters who don't understand what's going on and things like that. Like, I don't know. it's It just felt a little, like, weird watching it in 2020 as a grown-up. Um, and I think I would feel the same way even if I watched, like, you know, like, Billy Madison. Um 
But yeah, I don't know. It's it, it was like something that weird that just kind of like potentially rubbed me the r- wrong way. I don't mean to start too weird of a conversation on the cast or anything, but I was just kind of wondering if that mingled with you guys at all. Yeah, and I don't um, I don't think this makes it better or worse, but I think if it weren't Adam Sandler playing that character, I'd be like, "Hey now." But the fact that Yeah, I'd be like, "That's, yeah, fucking, that's messed up." Yeah. So I don't know if it makes it better yeah. that the fact that it's Adam Sandler, I'm like, "Okay, you do this. This is just a thing you do." So I'll buy into it. Yeah. I mean, he is known for doing funny voices, funny like just characters who like talk funny. That's like a like big part of his bit and mm-hmm. his shtick, you know. But but yeah, um, I do think you know the things about the movie that like are done really poorly, just to, like not make sense. Like I I kind of wish they did more stuff like that. I kind of wish the movie was even more aware that it's like trying to be bad and was like a little bit more like in on the joke because it just kind of like. You know, it's loaded with bits that, like, will hit or miss or be whatever, and then they'll have, like, funny, like, exposition moments, but I kind of felt like there were some times where, like, they really could have just, like, pointed the camera at, like, themselves or at the audience and been like, look how fucking dumb we are being right now, and I feel like I would have liked that, that, uh, like, having the audience really be in on the joke. You know, I think I, I think I would have really liked that in this movie. And I think there's room for it, which is why I bring it up. You know, I don't think. Well, I never got the the feeling, and I'm not saying that you're wrong, um, but I never mm-hmm. got the feeling that the movie was intentionally trying to be bad. I think that they were just being stupid and silly, but I don't think they yeah. were purposely trying to make a bad movie. But it could have come across as a bad movie. But I don't think that was their goal. But that's just me. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, that that's totally fair. What what do you think, Burge? What do you think the kind of, like, intention is making this flick? Uh, yeah, to be silly. Uh, I think it's, I think these movies are much more about Adam Sandler and his friends having a good time than it is producing a good movie. Um, I, I, I do not think that the quality of the movie, that the quality of the finished product, I do not think is on anyone's mind. <laughs> When they're making a movie like this, I, and that's and I'm not trying to make fun of them for it or say that they are not capable of making a good movie. You know, um, the director Stephen Brill, ha, he made um, Joel Bit Taylor, which my heart goes out to. I think that's an underrated little movie. Um, he also, fun fact about uh, the director of this movie, he has appeared in all three Mighty Ducks movies as different characters. <laughs> huh. Weird. That is a fun fact. Fun little fact, right? Where you're just that like, is, no, that is fun. I didn't even know I needed to know something like that, but all right, cool. Yeah. So next time somebody Strange. brings up movie Halloween to you, you can drop that little spice on them and you can Fucking change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> like he's trying um, to do on no, this podcast. I, it's like, uh, I brilliantly do, so. I, I do think that it's, um, yeah, it's the, this is Adam Sandler hanging out with his buds uh, that he's been in other movies with, that he's friends with in real life, getting some other people involved from the Netflix family uh, to come on in and have fun. Like, you know, uh, if I was like a young actor and they and they were like, you want to go be on the Adam Sandler movie? I'd be like, yeah, those things look like they're a blast yeah. to make. And I think it's very much more, you know, if you want to read into it pessimistically and be a little negative, it's a very selfish way to make entertainment. But also at the same time, yeah, nobody else really seems to do it so shamelessly. Right. And then not that that's a bad thing. It, it really is kind of Happy Madison's and Adam Sandler's M.O. It's like, I'm going to make yeah. these movies that are like, we'll see if you like them. It doesn't well, they, matter if you like bring... them, you're going to watch them. So that's kind of, yeah. 
that's kind of the end of the day. Adam Sandler gets to make movies for the rest of his life, no matter of the quality. So he's just going to have a good time while making them. He's like, yeah, me and Vince Vaughn, uh, the next movie I want to make takes place in Hawaii because I want to go live in Hawaii for three months with my family. Go, yeah. go go find me a script that takes place in Hawaii. All right, let's punch it up and make it funnier. Which of my <clears> friends <throat> can play these parts so they can come out to Hawaii with me? I mean, he's That's done that a couple what they times. do, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, but I mean, I was going to say, clear, clearly the the movie... His movies bring people some level of joy, right? You know so we, what? You know, that's, there's no... That's it right there. It's whatever. I, yeah. I did not like Hoobie Halloween all that much. I will tell you, I was very happy while watching it. And that is something... Especially <laughs> these days. Where it just like... I was just happy watching it. I was very content. It was like getting yeah. gassed at the dentist. I was just like... <laughs> Sure, right. He's turning up the Hoobie Halloween on you. Even even so much so, like, I start laughing at really stupid shit, and I'm just, like, laughing out loud at it, and I'm just like, this movie is, like, and again, not in a negative way. It it slowly starts to chisel you, like, dumb you down a little bit to its level, and you're just like, right, you're just supposed to have fun with this. Why am I overthinking, like the chemical career of Adam Sandler for the past 30 years. I'm just supposed to watch this like idiot play around with his Swiss army thermos, <laughs> which is a great thing. It's great. That thing is it's crazy. It's a great yeah. bit, you know? And, uh, I think that, um, I think that Hubie, uh, Hubie is a very good Halloween costume. Um, I don't know what the fuck's going on with, uh, the stranger things, kids costume. He's like half David Bowie, half Tin Man. Half Tin Man. Why is there? I was gonna. Okay, I have to ask I you. Was trying Vern, to you don't it know. Because I was like, did did David Bowie do a Tin Man? Is there something related he's got, to, to he's that? Got his in him? Ziggy like, Stardust. Well, that's Aladdin Sane. Yes. But yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, you got the Aladdin Sane thing. So I was like, what's Aladdin Sane? Is he Aladdin Tin Man? <laughs> like what? I was really hoping Byrne had this one on lockdown because I was like, oh, oh sorry. I think, no, it's it's just, just, uh, I think it's just. I think it's just insanity. a fun mishmash <laughs> costume idea that he had. David Bowie tin and he's, tin and Bowie he's a child, man. so yeah, it's okay. And it's yeah. cute because oh, little Noah, little yeah. Noah Schnapp in this movie, and the two little girls, Danielle and Cookie, those are Adam Sandler's actual daughters. Those yeah. his daughters. That's cute. And then the uh, I think the newswoman at the end is yeah, his one wife. of the newswomen is his wife. Yeah, yeah. I really, I really like the Harley Quinn <laughs> costume bit. Cause I that one I actually like actually like I was like this is a good joke because that is just like fucking so true. Did you hear that one of the newscasters in that scene, like the main one, she was actually a newscaster mm-hmm. in Boston and she lost her contract yeah. with her job because she broke her contract to be in that movie. <laughs> Must have paid pretty good, I guess. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. That's very funny. It's wild. That's that's very funny. I mean. I'd assume she wasn't um, aware that she was breaking her contract at the time when she shot the movie, but... You'd imagine, but I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who, who be can be say. Who can say. Who be can say. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this movie's weird. I thought that Rob, you know, I thought that Rob Schneider, having been introduced in the beginning of the movie as this mysterious person, then to be revealed that it's Rob Schneider uh, is very underutilized in the movie. He's just like not really in it, but he's like kind of like the mysterious figure throughout the whole thing. Maybe I'm attributing too much logic to the film, but maybe I don't know. They don't fucking know I, what they're. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I also um, well, I want to give a shout out quickly too to Melissa Villasenor, who is from SNL, who played like the neighbor with the cat. 
I thought she was very oh, funny. Nice. <laughs> I loved that scene where they showed the cat close up and his eyes was also huge. Fan. Fan. Fantastic. When that those, happened, those I, that was one of the moments that just made me laugh out loud. I was like, yes. good. You guys are, thank you. Appreciate it. I, I had some good laughs. Adam Sandler being really good at riding his bike when he's getting attacked by the children. I was like. Yeah, that was always funny for me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the movie, movie, is, the movie definitely sets the stage, like right at the beginning where he gets like the eggs in and he like, thanks for breakfast <laughs> and like drinks it. And then like, yeah. I mean, he's like Rocky style and then just like, and then, like <laughs> projectile <laughs> vomit, CGI vomit. And you're just like, oh, this is what it is. Okay, great. Cool. Not that I had any misgivings, gotcha. but you know, all right. Yeah. And then like, it, it does stuff like that every now and then. I think the the bit with the dog food cans and then like the... The poop on like the the newspapers and Steve Buscemi just being like, eh. again, Steve Buscemi is so fucking good in this movie. I He's just, really good in this movie. Yeah. I love the uh, I love the the insanely idiotic, uh, equaling insanely funny idea of his name being on a tombstone that he's not dead because uh, because like his family's so buried stupid. there too and they they're just like okay and I love that idea and him like flicking that. I like the Wicked Witch of the West joke. I like that Ray Liotta is in this and just like having a blast and doing some fun stuff. Um, it's just, it, it was a fun movie to watch and I don't know why and it makes me uncomfortable and makes me feel like I'm losing my touch, but I liked it. <laughs> I have to I judge myself now. I don't know. It's bad, yeah. but I liked it. I don't know. It's okay to like it's okay to like bad movies. Are yeah. we gonna get like a, are we gonna get like is he gonna do every holiday? That's what I want. I wanna I want a Hubie well, he did, every holiday. He did uh yeah, he did Hanukkah, but not no, as Hubie. No, not, not Adam you want, Sandler. You want I want Hubie, Hubie to, do it. to do every holiday. The Hubie holiday extended universe. Well they talked about how they didn't celebrate that many holidays uh in that one scene mm-hmm. with his mom earlier. Like either we can't do. I'm now. I'm doing the voice. We can't do Ash Wednesday, or then he just licks the fluff. Uh, you know. Yeah, June Squibb was also killing it as his mom, wearing all of those thrift store. Yeah, t-shirts. the boner t-shirts. Boner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks like I'm making another boner. Yeah, it's stupid. It's a quotable dumb fucking movie for dumb people, and I'm dumb, so I loved it. Do we think that this movie would be? Uh, way better if it was rated R, not only so that they could swear a little bit more and maybe be a little bit more vulgar with some of like the innuendos that they're doing, but also that the, 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 like, it could be gory and like they could actually kill people in it. Um, Pretty much keeping the same tone and the same script, but like, you know, not lightly fluffing it up at the end where it's like, they're not dead. You know, and it's like the mom was actually like killing all of the bullies in town for her son and that kind of thing. I feel like there's just like it's a Halloween movie. It's supposed to be spooky and the movie's not very spooky. And the easiest way to attain spookiness is to just have, you know, violence like shocks like and stuff like that. You kind of want to go like a scary movie. I think that it like would the, be... the movie scary movie direction. Yeah. No, even more so than that. I think like yeah. heightening like a very basic Netflix comedy starring Adam Sandler by hiring a director that is known for stuff like, you know, The Conjuring Part 2 or the Annabelle series and like yeah. making still this kind of schlock that, you know, we as little <laughs> like piggies go Beasts. and like just eat it up. 
Um, yeah. Not the Conjuring two is schlock. Conjuring movies actually slap, but the Annabelle, the extended universe stuff is those really are weird. those are shit. Yeah. Um, but I think this like having like a little heightened um, moments like kind of tucked in there, where it's like when you get a death scene, kind of the way slasher movies work, where it's all just very samey, 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 and then you get to well, now it's time for the dude in the wheelchair to die. I wonder how they're gonna do it, and then they're like, oh, it's with a harpoon gun and. You know, and like uh, this bag of potatoes and like Jason like MacGyver's a way to kill somebody in a really entertaining way. And I feel like they could have done it maybe a little bit more like the babysitter movies. Have you guys seen either of those on Netflix where they're kind of like schlocky comedies, but then they have heightened moments of like extreme intense violence very quickly to kind of shock you. And then they go back to the comedy stuff, have everybody react. Mm hmm. I uh I I think I think you have a a good idea in your head, Mike. I think I think that would have maybe made the movie better for us, but not Adam but Sandler. Th- yeah, not Adam Sandler. This is the movie that he, you know, this movie hits all the like you said the quadrants. Like this movie is very much like him boiled down all of the things we loved about Adam Sandler as kids. He has taken those elements. He has figured them out. He had a he had a Adam Sandler like robot code the script and then they just made whatever the fuck that is and that's this movie um i do think it would have been better for us though and i actually do like the idea of like really the mom like hunting down his bullies and and murdering them and he has to take down his own mom i do like that 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 little bit of the movie that is in there i do like that as a pitch for me i Um, would say i like it the way it is mm -hmm. um i sure (laughs) i saw grandma's boy like a long time ago and I don't really remember it, but I also remember disliking it. So I think when it comes to Adam Sandler yeah. movies, it doesn't need to be too raunchy for me because then it just gets like really stupid, in my opinion. And I also well, he's good at having his heroes like learn lessons and be wholesome. Sure, like, you know he's good at doing like that kind of traditional. Sure, like, and the more you get violent or gory with this movie, the more I have to actually question the characters. And I don't want to have to question the characters anymore. Because then you put, like, Hubie in, like, this violent, gory setting. And then you're, like, actually really nervous for him because you don't think he's capable of, like, solving this problem. And then it's, like, Right. That's exactly what I'm, like, I would would find that, like, more engaging than what we were giving. Like, actually being, like, yo, are they going to kill Adam Sandler? (laughs) Like... (laughs) And then he gets to be a ghost, like uh, a la <laughs> And then I like the, the sure. June Squibb parts, too, like where it. it was like, oh, no, she's just very, 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 very sweet and misguided. <laughs> Instead of, like, very actually nice. murdering people with, like, axes and what have you. <laughs> it, it, like, hit me when she throws, like, the match. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and it looks like, you know, Hubie might not do anything because you have that second thing. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a well-executed moment of, you know... Violet is kind of like, no, I want to be a good person. I was like, yo, wouldn't it be crazy if like he just let it happen and all these guys lit up like the dad in Hereditary right now? And like <laughs> that was the end of the movie? Like that'd be great. I'd buy it. Spoilers for yeah. Hereditary. <laughs> Spoilers for the dad. Yeah, just the dad. There's a lot of things that have seen in that it by movie. now. What are you doing? <laughs> what are your favorite costumes hey, from the movie Hereditary? Well, guys, I think that somehow. Much like Adam Sandler uh, shamelessly makes dumb movies to make millions of dollars, we have shamelessly used Hubie Halloween for content. <laughs> do, Robbie, do you know how to do a fan cam? <laughs> a fan cam? Uh, no. 
Can you learn? What is a fan you, cam? A fan cam. Uh, like, you don't know what a fan cam is? What the hell's going on here? Can you tell me? <laughs> yeah, no. Fan cam is like. Have you seen those videos where like you you, you take like. You take video footage of someone that like a celebrity that you like, and then you put that filter over it where it like makes things sparkle, and you put like pop music behind it, and it's just them being cute and them being them. You want a fan cam of of, of Steve Buscemi specifically from this movie? Oh, can you do that? Uh, can you do that? I think I probably can. Could, yeah. could you do that? Yeah, I know how to do. I, I know how to do a, a wee bit of, of photoshopping now. So okay. <laughs> I think it's just a filter on like Snapchat or something where you're just like, yo, uh, I want to well, fan cam this footage that I have. I would have to get Snapchat, which is uh, is not an option. That's not an option for Snapchat. Line. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want no Snapchat. Really? Why do you have Snapchat? Fuck no. <laughs> what do I look like a child? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what am I? Well, baby? you're a child. I don't know. I'm, I'm not baby. You I'm, are baby. I am not baby. You? I'm fucking man. All right. I'm not gonna get in this argument with you on on. On the on mic, yeah, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about it. we'll talk about later. it later. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fun we have! All right, guys, um, I'm done. Fuck, <laughs> thank you, done with this thank shit. you for this honor. I can't remember which yes. of us uh, whose idea this was. I think was we it all, Burn? Was Burn? it Burn? Thank you very I, I much, guess. Burn. This was. I nice. thought you guys thank were going to come this in just good. like hot, ready to talk about Hubie Halloween. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, I think Bird. I think Bird is still recovering from yesterday, and I um, I'm doing my best. Okay. Hey, like again, I recommend the movie. I like it. I think it's fun. Uh, it's way better than I thought it would be, which is a surprise. Um, because I found it kind of hard to follow because it is just like so bonkers. I mean, yeah, because like, like, so fun. Are that's the whole now? thing. Like, it's like yeah, and that's another. We were talking not to get into something fresh at the very end here, but like we were talking the three of us um about like, you know, Step Brothers and Eurovision and like some other comedies recently and I was trying to kind of feel out why some comedies don't really hit right with me and stuff and I can sometimes it's just like the realism of the world doesn't match up with the eccentricities of like the characters uh, of like the characters and Hubie yeah. Halloween is a movie where the entire reality is eccentric. Everybody is a goofball in this movie. You have a couple that are anchored that are supposed to play a little bit more straight, like, you know, Kenan Thompson's character or even like, but like even like Violet Valentine's character is an absolute goofball. Like she's really weird. She's got some really funny moments and it's like the whole world is heightened along with Hubie so that I never kind of get lost in like that kind of idea where it's like everybody except for Will Ferrell and John C. Riley is like a real person. They have funny yeah. moments that they do that are slightly heightened for character so that you know like, oh, Adam Scott's a dickhead or like, oh, you know, the mom and the dad are like overtly uncomfortably sexual you know, like you have moments like that, but for the most part, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley seem like the only ones that weren't given the script because they're so talented to just jibe off of each other. And everybody else is kind of pushing the plot forward and following this thing. And sometimes that can get a little weird for me. But Hubie Halloween doesn't do that. Hubie Halloween yeah. is completely immersed in the mood that it is trying to do. And that mood is just like, have fun and watch this Halloween movie, you big old dope. Stop being such you're a grown-up. Yeah. You're big dumb. I think, too, like, having it take place in Salem, Massachusetts, like, people have, like, a very specific idea of what that town is, and that town is great. But, yeah, you're yeah. just, like, in, like, a yeah. fairy tale land, and they used it to their advantage. 
I was thinking, I was like, boy, oh boy, people really are into this Halloween shit in this town. I was like, oh, right, it's Salem. Okay, that makes sense, right? It's awesome. Yeah. No, that actually that actually <laughs> does track. All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, my lovely guests. And thank you, listeners, so much for listening. As I mentioned at the top, I must say again, we are not the only podcast on StoryScreenBeacon.com. StoryScreenBeacon.com is a host of many podcast articles and reviews. Uh, please check out our website to find more of our content that we work very hard on. Please follow us on social media where we promote our content as well as our screenings and also tell you about the shit that we think is interesting because we all really, we're all movie nerds and we got a lot to talk about. Somehow, just an hour of a podcast is not enough for these these little pigs. Let these us, little uh, winky winky winks. Let us know if uh, Robbie should uh, start a story screen Snapchat and completely manage that. <laughs> yeah, let us... I'll do it. For the band? Man hands on misery to man. <laughs> For the band? Mm-hmm. I'll For the band. That's not that's not a that's not a bad idea. Alright, so that's it. Check us out on all the things. Uh come to our drive in while we got it. And uh, you know, stay safe out there. Yeah, stay and, safe. Uh, stay yeah, spooky. Everybody. You Watch guys have anything movies. to plug? Mm-hmm. Stay spooky. You guys have anything to plug? Uh we go we got Hannibal Cathode yes. Ray Cast. Mm-hmm. Bernadette hosts that show. That's a show about TV. She hosts it. Um <laughs> You talk about Hannibal. Burge, uh, you got anything to plug? Uh, me and Burn just finished up our uh, Edgar Wright miniseries on the exclusive channel The Right Stuff, where we went through all Ooh. of uh, Edgar Wright's filmography, and we ended on um, his uh, screenwriting credit on Adventures of Tintin, so that's the last episode that's going up, actually, today, the day that we're recording Ooh. this. Um, and we're so we're starting to develop our next kind of filmography-based thing. Uh, we were thinking about uh, picking a specific actress and uh, picking movies throughout their filmography to kind of focus in and spotlight on while also covering all the ones in between and kind of get a grander view of of, of their entire career and their oeuvre. Um, but we haven't decided who that actress is yet because we're really trying to... We got a couple good ideas, but we're trying to get just the, just the right one. Uh, so if you are on our exclusive content feed, you've probably already heard about that because you might have listened to that episode... But if you're not, uh, now would be a good time. Five bucks a month really helps support us for everything that's even on the public channel and stuff. Like we've been able to um, take uh, the funds that we've gotten from that and we've been able to get some really good advertising out there to get our name out there so that we have some more of a community. And we were able to get like a green screen and some uh, video equipment. So now we can start doing some more like really fun videos, which I think is more fun because it feels a little bit more personal. Um so it really helps support us, and you also get a bunch of really cool stuff, and it's just five bucks a month. I think it's a great deal. Uh, I know I'd listen to all the stuff on the exclusive content sure. feed if I wasn't the one making them, because all these people are really nice. Your dollars genuinely help us out to make more cool stuff to entertain y'all. <laughs> yep. All right, guys. Uh, stay spooky. Stay Hubie out there. Make sure you got soup in your thermos. I'm out. If anybody's got Steve Buscemi's phone number, just uh, mention it Give to it us mic. on Twitter. Let us get message. Yep. You got you got you got a bit to say? At no, the I end don't. I. <laughs> All right. See you later. Goodbye. <laughs> Happy Bye, Halloween. Guys. Spooky. Spooky.